Hey, 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 this is Charles, behalf of Corey Borman for B2B.io. We're in for an exciting podcast today because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite methods of uh, outbound marketing, cold email. Now, you said, but Charles, you know, cold email is for spammers and cold email won't work for me. Cold email is not something I need to deal with and I don't want to hear about cold email. Look, I'm going to just tell you, if you were to go back, you know, take like 10 minutes and look at how most of these early startups who became like everyday names got their start, you will find that cold email was one of their core strategies. I'm going to tell you this, cold email is massive, but the key, and this is where most people do it wrong, just because a strategy worked for one business doesn't necessarily mean, A, that you can replicate it, doesn't necessarily mean it's even right for your business. So let's talk about who and what is cold email? First of all, if you're selling to consumers, you can still use cold email. Say, wait a second, Charles, wait a second. Cold email to consumers is considered spam. Yes, you're absolutely correct. But if you're selling to consumers, who's selling to those consumers? Before we even get into quick mail, who is selling to those consumers? A classic example is Birchbox. When they first got started, people were like, you know, we don't really know about this subscription business beauty box thing. Probably not going to work. First thing they did was started started emailing, cold emailing cosmetic companies and thought leaders and people that could move the needle on their business and ask for advice. That's what put them on the map. Cold email works. But if you're selling to consumers, you can't go get an eBay CD of 15 million names, load it up in your local Outlook with BCC, and hit send because, well, your ISP is probably going to cancel you. You're probably going to get just a boatload of um, nasty comments. It's just bad juju. So let's go ahead and say if cold email works, what are the pieces that make it, you know, actually work? What are the gears? What are the ones? Where are the places that can make the biggest impact? First of all is the quality of the list. Now, granted, I know me and Corey founded B2B.io because we provide that. We provide the data. We provide the names. Um... So that's kind of where we fit in the situation. So how about cold emailing? Well, there's QuickMail.io, there's Mailshake. Um, I was on a conversation two weeks ago with um, Sujim Patel. Love Mailshake. We're not recovering it now because I don't want to like bog you down into a lot of different things. Let's go ahead and talk about QuickMail.io. As a disclaimer, I know the owner. I've talked to the owner a few times. Really got to, got to know him very well. Um, and I'm still paying for my account. So I don't want you to think, well, Charles got a comp account, a QuickMail IO. Nope, I am using QuickMail IO as a paid user. So what, what makes QuickMail IO really good? First of all, the thing that I really like about it is we can have multiple accounts. No, I mean, not as in I've got 12 different accounts under 12 different names and I'm paying for whatever. You could actually have a variety of different accounts. So as an example, inside the normal QuickMail I.O., if you were to go to pricing, they've got a single user pricing. Then they've got a pricing set up if you were to use three email addresses. So think of it like this. We're initially getting started. We are just going to use something like the Pro Plan. It's basically $55 a month. The, the different, and now granted, if you pay per month, it, you know, it's slightly different. Or you can use the basic plan. Now, I will tell you, Mailshake does have QuickMail beat if you were to just look at the basic plan, quick mail, um, you know, the basic plan is $49 a month. Mailshake does have a cheaper alternative to that. 
And with that, you know, pretty much you have one email address you could use. So like for Charles or for Corey, you know, it may be charles at b2b.io and we would be sending out of that email. Now, what's cool is it ties into Gmail and with Gmail, if you were to prepay for six months of Gmail, they'll let you send about 2,000 emails a day. If you get a brand new Gmail account and you're cranking it up, you're limited to those 400 emails a day. So if you prepay for six months of Gmail, man, you're good to go. But here's the problem. With the basic plan of quick mail, you can only mail 200 new people per day. With the pro plan, which is 69 per month and it gets cheaper with annual billing, you can mail 500 new contacts a day. Um, I'm going to tell you that we're mailing more than 500 new contacts a day, and it does create a bottleneck when you have all these follow-ups in place. But with that said, quick mail from a standpoint of being able to monitor multiple email addresses, and this is what I like about it. They don't have to be the exact same email. You know, we've got like Charles at Media Buyer Association, Charles at B2B.io. Charles at Trinity. So we've got these different personalities or different businesses that we're all mailing. The emails go out for Trinity, which is a web agency, marketing agency, it goes out to that. B2B is cold email and, you know, or, or B2B. Or, and, you know, Charles at Media Buyer Association is Media Buyer Association. So we have the three separate businesses, really all of them are separate. Quick mail works great for that. I can log into one location, log in, and we can have these three distinct personalities. So if you're just using one business, one email address, you know what? Not a big deal. Just, you know, just use quick mail, um, you know, or you can use MailShake, which I'm going to tell you that MailShake plan is a little cheaper for the single user plan. Now, this is what we typically do. One thing that I'm really, really, I just think it's an amazing tool. It's not a unique tool, but it's an amazing tool. Once you log into QuickMail.io, yeah, let's just say we're getting ready to getting ready to send an email. We really have a few different types of emails. We've got the email that is perfectly valid. We know it's valid. We have the emails that are completely questionable. Mailboxes or accept all emails, and you never know how that's going to go. And then you have the emails that this puppy's going to bounce faster than a rubber ball or a two dollar bill. It's just not going to be the type of email that we're really going to be able to get out. You say, but Charles, that doesn't make a difference. Email them all and let uh, let Gmail sort them out. Eh, that may be great, but that's not how it works in real life. So one of the things that I really love is the Bright Verify integration within QuickMail. So normally I'd have to go to Bright Verify, upload my email, and they're going to give me a couple of spreadsheets and say, this is valid, this is fake, this is good, this is bad. I would then have to take the you know the different emails, load them back into my mailing system, and hit send. The cool thing about this, about QuickMail, is it has an API tie-in to Bright Verify. So literally, when I load up these emails, they're not run. You before you mail, they'll actually go through and go, hey, valid, invalid, questionable, and you can set up QuickMail to say if they're invalid or questionable, don't mail those. And I'm going to tell you, my bounces are non-existent. My bounces in Quick Mail are actually about the same as I have with my opt-in email list. They're, they're virtually non-existent. We only mail what we believe are valid emails. I will tell you there are going to be emails that are questionable, that are completely valid, but because they fall into that questionable category, we don't mail them. Is there anything wrong with that? If we were dealing with a universe of like, say, 10,000 people where we ran through 10,000 people and 
there's like another 5,000 questionable. Yeah, I would do that. But if you're in an audience or a universe that's big enough that you can constantly get a new flow of leads, I wouldn't really worry about that because it's, you know, every time you get a balanced email, all these little dings that Google and MSN and Hotmail and all these people kind of look at it and they always, I don't know if this is legit or not. So keep that in mind. Another thing that I truly like about quick mail is if somebody, we're sending an email where we're trying to book a time. Well, they've also got a Calendly API. So if somebody books a time in Calendly, guess what? Boom, they get removed out of the sequence. Normally, I'd have to go in here like, Bob just booked a time. Let me go into the mail software, find Bob, pause email, removing, painting behind, happens automatically. And they also have a Zapier integration. So let's just say we're mailing to a webinar, a cold email list. They opt in to join that webinar. We could remove them out of the quick mail email follow-up. So that's something very, very powerful. Now, when you log into quick mail, you actually have the ability to do lead scoring, which I really like. The problem that I'm not so happy with, and this may be a user error, I don't necessarily, I can look at my lead scoring, but this is just kind of one of those aspects of lead scoring with cold email. Did Bob open the email to, to reply back, Charles never emailed me again, or did he open the email and reply back, man, I can't wait to talk to you, let's get something set up. So you kind of have to take that into consideration, that really is a issue to look at. Now, with that said, I don't necessarily put much weight in lead scoring with cold email. I know right now growth hackers are falling out of the chairs, quivering in the floor going, no! I just don't. I mean, I've had people who've opened every email and email number seven, oh, I didn't notice that you had a button that says remove. I'm just saying you how people are, so keep that in mind. With that said, though, one thing that I really, really dig about quick mail is when we're bringing in these lists, we can bring them in from Google Drive. So, you know, you've got your stuff on Google Drive, you and three or four other people are uploading it. This is our theory. This is how we do it, really. We basically grab the emails that we need. We upload them to Google Drive. I give them to a VA. I'm like, scan these and anything that doesn't look right. Basically, you know, if it's in Excel, just put a big yellow bar across it. You know, highlight the whole column or the whole row. Highlight that so I can look at it. So I'm not spending here, you know, we're pushing out about four to 500 emails a day. I'm not sitting here going, okay, where's everybody looking? So what we do, we look at it. She does it first. I go through. If it's a yellow bar, I look at it because, you know, sometimes it's like, is that a close match, a good enough match? Do I feel comfortable with that? And we also block any GOV because we're not selling to the GOV, the government. We block out any GOVs and anything like that that I don't want to deal with. Um, so we block out those, and that's automatically run. So at that point, I go through. If they're good, I fix them. If not, not a big deal. And at that point, we basically, if they're in Google Drops, so all we need to do is click a few buttons, import them into Quick Mail. We can also import them in with the tag. So I can say this list came from XYZ on this date, and that tag's applied to these. So I can basically sort by tags. We pull them in. You literally have to click like click a button. It'll select 50 people at a time. You hit send. Then you go to the next, you know, like next row, page two. Select, click the button. Select 50 mail, mail, mail. I would love to be able to select like 500 people at a time and hit send, but you have to hit select 50 at a time. Not a big deal because you click one button and it does that. The issue that you have, let's just say that we're mailing 200 people today for simple math. Well. Remember, we've brought in 200 people and they haven't gone through the, 
bright verify procedures. So out of those 200, we may get 175 that are good, 190 good, maybe 150. It depends on a lot of variables where you get your list from. Um, shameless bribe here, B2B.io is, you know, we found it, so make sure you get your list from there. But basically, it's going to queue these up, and they don't go all out at one time, which is which is cool because, you know, we set this thing for every three minutes, we send an email out of Gmail. Because you could set it up and go, hey, drop every one of these emails all at one time in Gmail right now, and boom! And guess what? Google says, hey, you just sent 500 emails in two seconds. Yeah, probably not. Probably not a good emailing, you know, probably more like a spammer. They don't like that. They like to see these emails staggered out. So do I have the perfect number? No. You know what worked for us? One email every three minutes. Now, this is going to be your key. We've got nine follow-up emails in this sequence. So just imagine 7,000 people at somewhere through the point are like going through quick mail. Uh, we got follow-up, sequence, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We got new emails going. You can literally bottleneck your Gmail account to the point where it can't get emails out. When that happens, you do need to go in quick mail and say maybe one email every 30 seconds. That doesn't happen very often, but you can adjust that to clear up those bottlenecks. Now, what I really, really like about this, and we're using a sequence here. Now, in the sequence of emails, we've got one through nine, and we're constantly just adding to them. But we're able to look at how many people replied. How many people open? Like looking at this particular one, this sequence, we have sent 4,302 prospects, individual prospects, 3,035 have opened. So really a pretty good day. We're pushing around that. 622 clicks, which is approximately a 14% click-through rate. We've had 631 replies, five unsubscribes, 189 bounces. We, the bounce is a little higher because I did something stupid one day. But we're able to split test these sequences. Now, this is where I find so many mailers making a mistake. They have the exact same body copy in a different subject line. That, that is one way to do it, and I highly suggest that initially. But if you want to get a radically different result, maybe have a long email versus a short email and see which, and then test the same subject lines and vary the subject lines. All that really does make a difference. So we can look at our very first email, step number one, we're pushing a 62% open, 50 is good. Now you say, Charles, I don't get 50 with my double opt-in list of high-end buyers. Man, this is cold email. It works. You have to get into a different mindset. So we've got clicks, we've got replies, we've got unsubscribes, and we've got the adjusted rate. You really wanna look at what's considered the adjusted rate. And basically, we're always trying to split test, add in a new variation. We're always trying to beat the control. Um, I want to just tell you this. I really dig QuickMail.io. One thing that I like about it is the do not contact domains. Because let's say we're mailing three people at a domain. One guy replies back very nasty and think, man, I wouldn't work with these cats under any circumstances. Or somebody's like, don't ever email me and my organization again. You know, we throw them in the do not contact list, and guess what? We don't have to worry about it. If Even if I gather more data, we load it up, we hit send, guess what? The do not contacts are going to block it from going out. So we have the ability to do tags. We've got the ability to do labels. But what really works for me is it saves me a lot of time by having my VAs do this in Google Drive, highlight it, we mail it, Every day the, the VAs go in my Gmail account. If somebody says remove, they just basically come into quick mail, hit remove. If they say do not contact us ever again, we put them on the do not contact list. 
I'm going to tell you, I really enjoy QuickMail.io. Pricing for the basic plan, QuickMail is a little more pricey than MailShake, but I'm just going to tell you this, I like MailShake as well. But getting started with cold email, I'm going to definitely recommend you check out QuickMail.io. So with that said, this is Charles, on behalf of Corey for B2B, B-T-E-T-O.B.T-O. B.io. Go ahead and check us out for all your cold email or just for your lead generation service. Anyway, this is Charles. Hope you enjoyed it. By the way, if, you know, let us know. This, unlike a lot of podcasts where they're shoving stuff down your throat and it's like, let me tell you what happened. I came off the mountain and this is the law. Um, you know, tell us who do you want us to interview? What information do you want to know? What do you think I missed out of this podcast? Give me your thoughts, give me your feedback. And if you, you know, we'd love it if you'd give us like four or five stars here in iTunes. Um, if it was below, you know, four stars, let me know. Anyway, this is Charles Kirkland on behalf of Corey. You guys have a good one, and I'll talk to you later.